What up, all you beautiful misfits and rejects out there? Thank you for joining me for episode 249 of Misfits and Rejects. In today's episode, I spoke with Vladimir Novikov from Winding Tree. And before I get into what Vladimir does and what we talked about, I wanted to let you know about something that's come across my radar recently that's really cool. First things first, if you like my Instagram, well, it's curated by my good friend Maria Popolo, who does all the design and artistry of it, which is what makes it look, in my opinion, so cool. And recently, she shared a project with me that she had been working on with her mother to get my opinion. And when she showed me these things that she's building with her mother, I thought to myself, this is so cool. I have to share it with you guys because as the holidays are coming up, I think it would be a really cool gift to give to yourself or somebody you love. What her and her mom are doing are creating these beautiful kimonos out of quilts. And her mother does all the hand dyeing and all of the sewing herself. And Maria is obviously the creative marketing side of the project. And the second she showed me these things, I mean, they just stand out as such a unique, beautiful custom garment that anybody could wear, male or female. And so I just wanted to take a second to share that with you. The link is in the show notes. You can follow her on Instagram at The Drift Supply, but they're incredibly beautiful. Like I said, hand-dyed, hand-sewn, these quilts that have been found all over the country at different flea markets and thrift stores, and, and some of them her mother has created herself. Just the artistry of everything has just blown my mind how these kimonos are created. Once you see them, I think you'll feel the same way. So definitely check that out. The link is in the show notes. Easily clickable to just take you to their Instagram, The Drift Supply. It's definitely worth having a look with the holidays coming up. And I'm excited to see what they'll create next. But now back to Vladimir and Winding Tree. Are you into crypto? Because if you are like me, this is a really interesting episode. Vladimir and Winding Tree are trying to disrupt the travel industry. I don't know if you've ever gone on kayak to book a flight, but if you've ever noticed that when you click on a flight that you like and it seems interesting, but you're a little bit hesitant to purchase it at that moment, and then say you go to work that day and then you come back that night and the flight's gone up. Or how about you just went to the bathroom because you had to go and you didn't really have time to purchase it right then? And you came back within 10 minutes and the price of the flight had completely changed. It had gone up like $20. Well, Kayak has an algorithm that instantly knows that you're searching for flights from your computer. And if you don't purchase within a certain amount of time, it secretly just bumps up that price a little bit. So one little travel hack that I've learned over the years is that if you are ever booking a flight with Kayak or any other service online, you always want to search in incognito mode. You can search that on your computer and find where it is, and you put your you set your computer in that setting, and that way these websites can't necessarily track your your address, knowing that it's you searching, and then they won't be able to use that little trick of theirs, which bumps up the flight price within minutes of you searching for it. Super annoying, super frustrating, and Winding Tree is trying to solve this problem by taking out that middleman, taking out the kayaks of the world, the Expedia Travels, the Booking.com, getting rid of them completely. And it's a really interesting model. And talking to Vladimir throughout this episode, I learned a lot about blockchain technology, Web3, what it could become, and all the various problems that hopefully it will solve as blockchain technology becomes more widely adopted. As he said, it's very complicated. This isn't a straightforward, easy path to decentralizing the web and creating a more peer-to-peer system that cuts out all these unnecessary middlemen. So before we jump into the episode, I just want you to, in the back of your mind, be thinking about a few things. If you're unfamiliar with crypto, this might not make a lot of sense to you. So I suggest that you do a quick YouTube search, some basic ideas around crypto. I do my best to try to deconstruct what Vladimir is saying so it's more palatable for you, the listener. But there's still some concepts I think you can have in the back of your mind as you're thinking about this technology. One being the music industry. And when Napster came out, this file sharing that Sean Parker created completely changed the whole music industry. Nobody goes and buys CDs anymore at the various Virgin Records or Tower Records or wherever you're from. It doesn't exist anymore. They cut out that middleman. And so as you start to hear these concepts, you can start thinking about the example I gave early on, which is like, imagine a future without the kayaks, the Expedias, the booking.coms of the world, the hotels tonight of the world, who take huge fees from you and from the vendors themselves in order to utilize their service. 
which is incredibly frustrating at times for both parties when you're trying to make changes, get refunds, and I'll use some examples throughout the episode that you might be able to relate to as well. So just keep that in the back of your head and maybe think about some other examples that have taken time to shift various industries and the world in general. You know, going back to when Google and Yahoo were fighting for supremacy over who was a better search engine and Google finally won that battle. Well, that took, you know, 20 years roughly. So this isn't a very speedy process, but as you'll hear Vladimir and I talk about, this is happening and will happen in some way, shape or form. There's no predicting exactly how it will look in the future, but there's no doubt that the blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, DeFi, Web3 will have some sort of impact on the world. And we are excited and interested in how this will affect us, Vladimir and I, but obviously can't predict exactly how it'll look. And as I said, Vladimir and Winding Tree are trying to solve the problem of creating an open source solution for the travel industry where I can go directly to the hotel, book a room, and there's no middleman that I have to go through who I give all my data to who then resells it to somebody else. I'm more in control of all of my information and the transaction is a lot cleaner. So with that said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Vladimir Novikov from Winding Tree. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Kruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, I'm joined by Vladimir Novikov from Winding Tree. Vladimir, welcome to the show. Hello. Good evening from Prague. Yeah, cool. So really happy, happy to be with you, to yeah. be with you and with the audience. It's nice to have you, man. So yeah, you're in Prague right now, but you know, in the research I did, are you Dutch or has is Winding Tree originally from Holland? Like, uh, tell tell me a little bit about how this works. Uh, maybe it was because of the Amsterdam event we had in April, and it was quite loud. So like you you may thought that uh, we are from Dutch, but like we are a very remote company. And uh, originally, I come from Belarus, uh, the country on in the Eastern Europe, and I moved to Prague around 10 years ago and was involved in travel. So then a few years of COVID made me like think about like what to do next because uh, travel was on hold. So I did my, did my uh, self-study, I call it MBA in Web3, doing researches, listening to podcasts like yours and others. Uh, videos articles and uh yeah like uh half a year ago uh i found this opportunity to join an amazing team of winding tree the project that was launched back in 2017 and uh, with the aim of uh making a decentralized marketplace whatever it means because still uh, on this long path we understand uh the number of challenges in front of us but like step by step getting there and uh, if you if we speak about the country well it's complicated to say because we are remote and uh, there are the team is amazing like we speak recently we were talking about how many languages we speak in the team and it's about 15 if i remember it correct so like we are spread all over the world therefore it's one of our superpowers that's cool can we just talk a little bit about you personally because you said you're from Belarus. You said you yeah. moved to Prague for travel purposes. Was that because you were in the travel industry or what were you doing before you kind of got into Winding Tree? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I moved to, from Belarus to Czechia, uh, just like following the friends, the team I was working with uh, on production. So like we were doing a lot of videography, cinematography, I would call it, uh, around events, especially weddings and photo shootings. So like I was managing the team, creating the website, the articles, promoting and so on and so forth, like doing all this uh, org stuff. And uh, later on, uh, I moved purely to travel and was providing 
the services here in Prague for travelers from all over the world who wanted to enjoy Prague and to see the vibes, to see the places, to to taste the food. So like it was always like personal. It was not a group, something like following, look here, look there. It was like, I, I was calling it like best friend in Prague. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was creating this these vibes and uh, before COVID, it was like that. Then uh, things changed and the new a new episode in my life uh, began with Wine Tree. But again, it was about travel, which was which which made me very excited. Yeah, you mentioned Web three, and I would like my audience to understand what that means because I don't know how many crypto people are out there, and if they yeah. understand what this means, can you describe what Web three is? Sure. Um, so. I remember first time back back in Belarus, there was an organization that was teaching people how to use internet. And I remember it was the beginning of 2000, I guess. And uh, I got my first email and I was using Dreamweaver to create the first website. And it was just like very cool experience, like learning things. And that was pre-Facebook era, and that is called Web1. The the times when we were mostly reading on the web, uh, the data that was provided by someone. So we were not posting anything, we were not creating the content unless we were able to make a website. Like maybe 1% of all the human beings back in that times could do it. So that was the first episode of web. Then it was social media. And now we are getting to the point where, where everyone could and can now uh, create the, this content and share it with friends, with communities, making brands. And that's that's just like amazing times when human beings can interact with each other. But Web3, this is a new age where people can not only create, but also possess the data. Because a lot of talks right now are around this big corporate owning the data, using the data, and so on and so forth. So like Web3, uh leverages another notion which is blockchain it's another complicated thing like from technical point of view to understand so with help of this blockchain technology web3 can empower people to not only create the content but to really possess the data and see how this data is managed by others so it's on the one hand, a very complicated thing, but on the other hand, it gives a lot of like transparency to to to, to data flow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what concerns the like if we put it in in an easier way, this is uh, yeah, like complicated. Like <laughs> I'm trying to, to to break it in a, in a, in a, in a way. It's um, well, let me try to summarize real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, so, sure, sure. Help so me Web, with Web this. Web 1 and, and started in like the two th- early 2000s was literally just us reading emails, basically. And we had this yeah. new technology that we could send an email without having to send like a postcard or pick up the telephone and call. It was instantaneous. Yeah. And then as it evolved, we got into social media where we we could actually send a picture and we could we could send a voice message and we could we could create these intimate interactions that were also instantaneous, but also now starting to shape us individually as brands, as we've kind of seen the Kardashians do and all the influencers that we know around the world who are literally putting their faces in front of cameras, taking selfies, just kind of like you were doing in Prague, walking around with your camera saying like, hey, I'm Vladimir, I'm sitting at, um, what's that one restaurant in Locke? Or no, it's... um." There's a great little beer hall there. Oh, there are many of them. Yeah, I forget the name of it. <laughs> local, local. Local, that's it. Local. Oh, you know the, 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 the best one. Yeah, great. I love local. And so you can then take people on an experience at this beautiful restaurant local yeah. who aren't in Prague. So that's Web2. But you're using a service, for example, say like Instagram, which is a centralized company owned yeah. by Meta or Facebook. Yeah. And they have the power to curate your your uh content in the sense that like they're only showing certain people your feed they're completely controlling all your information and also collecting a lot of information from you yeah now web3 as you are trying to grow and solve multiple problems for 
is trying to take that power from these centralized corporations yeah. like Meta and give the power to the individual who's creating the, this content, giving them more ownership of that content and allowing exactly. them to hold their data and then understand the data that they have from other people or whatever, and then use that for themselves. Is that kind of where we're going with this? Yes, absolutely. And uh, like this question of owning and uh, managing the data, this is, sounds a bit like I wouldn't say dangerous, but like very complicated and challenging to people. Because like now, if you have your money in a in a bank, this is the bank who manage them manage manages them, and you just like pay some fees or they are using your assets there and uh, with uh, web3 this is uh, the the only way you can really control your data is to uh, have your digital wallet which is one of the most uh, popular is metamask which is decentralized or centralized one like coinbase or binance and uh, not get, getting into the deep but like pure possession of data can be managed only by the decentralized wallet when you owe the this seed phrase the keys uh that you can use to access this data if you use centralized so it means the keys are stored somewhere there and you actually are not so much responsible for 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 the data i would maybe better explain it in in terms of traveling like uh, how we can leverage this web3 in in our world so like with the examples from what we've learned from the from the community of the hoteliers which uh, give gives us a lot of feedback recently especially because so so much uh so, so such a big push ha ha has been made within few months because so like i follow uh the news about web3 and especially in travel and hospitality and, and hospitality and i see so many projects like with the history looking at at the thing that is happening especially like in germany like the country with huge power of travel travel industry and the, in the us and uh they, this is this interest is growing and there are reasons for that for example there are some big names in uh travel area in travel industry which has been dominated for many years and they they really provide good services they they were connecting and they are connecting travelers with accommodation providers globally and it was like a huge huge impact on travel and on the ability of people to to move around the world and find the host find find the place to stay find um, activities to do the only thing which is right now very negative is that they 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 stopped development they stopped at the place where they are and these huge names they are just like dominating the the internet and uh, that's it they do not want to so they say to contribute to a better world because we can see it from the salaries their CEOs are getting annually, and uh, there, there there have been many examples, and we are like really like messing around with with these facts on Twitter how how much uh, carbon offset can be made with the with the salary of of a, of a CEO of this company or that company when they say that they want to offset this carbon and play this green game. So, first of all, uh, what can be a benefit for for accommodation providers and small brands? This is actually the possess possession of data. Because if we say uh, a hotel wants to uh, be present on one like Expedia or Booking.com or like any Airbnb, they have to up upload their data. They have to follow certain regulations and rules. And if they don't, so they can be kicked off from this platform. And what happens? It doesn't matter how, how, how many good or bad reviews you have. It doesn't matter how, how many uh, like rooms you, you were providing. When they kick you out from, from the platform, you do not have any data that you can bring to another platform. What can a Web3 do? So that you, if we assume that you possess your data, 
So whatever you upload, whatever feedback you get from the uh, travelers, from the customers, you process it. And moving from one platform to another, you can just like easily skip this process of every time uploading new data, new data, and gaining these new reviews and so on and so forth. This is just just one of the first things that uh, can be uh, shown as an example of Web3. Then reviews, who give them? We do not know actually 100% that all the reviews at the platforms are true to life because you can easily Google a lot of services where people can just comment for some quick dollars, create some reviews on this platform or that platform, just like according to the task that it was given by someone else. And of course, uh, the biggest issue in travel industry travel became very digital right now like we do not have to i hope everywhere most in most countries you don't have to print your ticket plane ticket train ticket or ticket to the museum you have a qr code of course covid had a very like strong influence on this like we became more digitalized everything became a qr code so what it means that uh, this system that exists right now, when you are making a booking or reservation of travel uh, on a travel platform, there are two systems working. The, the first one is financial, where you where the payment is processed. The second one is exactly the reservation. When you book, it 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 happens like the booking happens and everything is fine. But if you want to cancel this reservation or booking, this is where the issues are coming because you have to phone someone to explain that you want to cancel this then the person on the like on the on the second end of the line gets to one list where there is uh the data about the payment then they have to cancel the payment then they have to go to another system where you have the uh data about the reservation you need to cancel the reservation so like two different systems like working and Believe me, uh, we have a lot of uh, travel experts with 20, 30, 40 years of experience, and they know how the system operates, and they say they're very old. And uh, just like to check if, if you don't believe that they are old, when you get, when, next time when you get on a plane, just like try to, to look at the screen of, uh, of an assistant that checks you in or checks, you, ch- checks your luggage, you will be very surprised to see an old school screen. More, most of the kids would, wouldn't really understand what is there. It's, it's like from the 90s, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very old. Therefore, travel is so complicated, especially when it goes to cancellation. Mm-hmm. That way, when it goes, everything goes well, it's fine. But when you have to cancel, this is complicated. And all these and many others, other problems can be really solved. And we, we already, have proofs for this with a smart contract another notion from web3 blockchain this this area smart contract is it just like a small program where it's written that if there is on the one hand there is a digital asset a piece of code a special piece of code and on the other hand on the other end there is another piece of code which is the digital token which represents the booking or like a ticket so when we exchange them this exchange happens and you just do not have to click two systems to go anywhere. It happens very, very easy, transparent because it's on blockchain. And if the program presupposes the cancellation in an easy way, I mean, you do, you have the right to cancel this reservation or this ticket, you can click and cancel it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I think what you just brought up is uh, something that a lot of people have encountered with the frustration of, it just happened to me like a month ago, we we book tickets on um, like kayak for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 paid kayak for the luggage. We realized that we didn't need all the the luggage that we were going to take, so we wanted to get a refund. Kayak won't even help us, so we then have to go to like the airline that we booked through, which was Spirit. Spirit doesn't want to give us a refund because, as you pointed out, it's probably too complicated for them to figure out. Yeah, so exactly. they're gonna get, they're gonna give us now a credit, which we're never gonna use. And it was just so frustrating. And there's just countless other examples within travel, within your banking system. So just so my audience understands, like 
the premise that gets thrown around a lot is we're in a centralized system where these giant corporations have all the control. Yep. Web3 is trying to solve the problem to decentralize it, to eradicate a lot of these like unnecessary uh, hurdles that we have to jump through and barriers that we have to go over to get anything done. We're trying to make a more efficient system that we as individuals have control over. Yeah. Um, but real yeah, quick, but one thing I think that a lot of people aren't grasping is that you are winding tree. For example, in a lot of people's minds, you are now a singular entity mm -hmm. that now is represented as in a lot of people's minds that, that new kayak, if you will, or the new yeah. like Expedia. So help us understand what makes you different and why you're not a centralized company who now has control over all of our data and all of these transactions and how does that make you different and decentralized? Sure, sure. Uh, just like uh, another, maybe we can jump into this, another idea that popped up in my mind about the intermediary costs which are mm -hmm. insane so like mm -hmm. let let me first answer the question that you asked and then we can uh, proceed with this so like with the winding tree uh, it is a non-profit organization and uh, the platform the decentralized travel platform mm, was like dreamed i would say by our uh, founders by max and pedro back in 2017 as they clear vision of where it all goes with blockchain since they have really big experience in travel and startups so they saw that smart contracts will be just like doing the things that i explained ex exchanging digital digital currencies with digital tokens that's it like which represent tickets or bookings and they they launched this project in order not to become of course a decentralized uh, organization where which accumulates this data, which like uh, runs all these uh, processes, but as a platform, as a protocol, which is designed and programmed, and uh, only the um, like the the owners of tokens, the which which were minted again, getting very complicated here. Uh, if we can say shareholders, like people who have uh, these shares which in the digital world are represented as tokens uh, they can collectively make the decisions about where what to do next where the fund goes and these organizations which is in many aspects like the future of uh, the companies that we are going to have in five or 10 or 20 or 50 years, decentralized autonomous organizations where people are gathered despite their any, any, any age, country, wherever they come, they are represented digitally with their tokens and they have the right to vote. And that's why this platform, this protocol will be when it's designed and it's launched and it's working uh fully decentralized controlled by the community and only community can decide what what to do and so on the initial idea was to have one percent commission which goes not to the founders not to me not to anyone but to the treasury uh of the community and it since it's made uh with help of code and the code is open because the project is works on, as an open source anyone can see where the fund, funds go and uh, before the launch of course like people can read through and understand how the this system is going to work so basically what is winding tree doing is building i like this example like building the bike paths on which like companies and uh, like businesses and travelers be riding uh, uh, along these lines of code in order to get this fair travel distribution. So like we are building the public good for with open source code for anyone who wants to work with the, with the platform. Mm -hmm. Now with that open source model, that essentially means that at some point it would be like, uh, for example, like a, an HOA in America, homeowners association, where you have everyone living in a community who all has to make decisions based on 
where the community is, what the community is going to do, like how we're going to clean the pools and clean the the landscaping and all this stuff. And that 1% commission, you said it kind of helps fund all that. Yeah. And then the, the DAO or the D the, what is it? Decentralized autonomous organization Mm -hmm. or the individuals who, who hold the tokens that you guys distribute, they have a vote and how do they vote? So there are different mechanism, mechanisms of how it's, it's made. Basically, this, there is a forum, if we use this Web2 terminology for people who might not be into Web3. So there is a forum which you can access only if you have this digital asset, so like a key. And using this key, there, uh, there is a, a way of to create, like how people can create proposals. So like you want to propose something that is like we want to to connect with this charity because it helps this region or this brand or this country or this community they look nice and let's work with them so like you put this proposal into the forum and then people vote and uh, according to like the scheme that is designed uh, the numbers or like the quorum uh, this proposal goes or not so the best one of the best um, places to read about how DAOs operate. This is probably Maker DAO, like M A K E R DAO, and uh, they have they, they are one of the oldest, one of the most like popular, I would say, in Web three, well known. And uh, the the way they operate, this is a pure DAO. We, we, Randintree is not a DAO we, we want to be because still it's like a long process to establish all the processes and to design how it's going to operate because a lot of math should be done in order to avoid an, any ways of like centralization in one hand. So right now we are on this way and yeah, that's 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 a that's a big challenge to be honest it seems that way because i mean i would imagine you know there's a lot of competition out there like winding tree trying to solve these problems and so from someone like me's perspective it's it's a competitive market that people are fighting for to get the you know populace of people to adopt their technology and use is that right on the one hand, yes, but uh, on the other, what I personally like about Web3, uh, since we're speaking about being transparent and open, this is a cool place to be because you do not have to filter like that much what you can say or what you cannot say because there is this agreement or the, there is this uh, there is that like limitation of frame. So... That means that we can go to to different projects and uh, future partners and explain to them what we are building, what we are doing, and what stage we are at the moment. And uh, this way, people can and it's all open source. Like people who can read code, they can get on our GitHub and just like read through and say like if it if it clicks with what we say or not. And Mm. uh, in this in this case. we are not afraid of uh, competition. We are more into partnerships. And what I see right now, more and more people, they just like when they're getting into into Web3, they, they want to learn, they want to build. And the best projects, uh, they're built in collaborations. And uh, that they, that is this new way of running the businesses, I think so. So like, different people can create like you and me separately we can create a lot mm-hmm. but if we unite together we can create more and uh, this is this is what happens in web3 small small projects create like very niche uh, tool for for web3 we partner with them we speak with them and they create something for us and this can help both both them and us to to flourish and uh, connect more people. This is the beauty of Web3. It is beautiful and I love it and I'm I'm rooting for it and I'm invested in it. There is still a huge concern, you know, because a lot of people are building platforms, these types of platforms, you know, on the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah. And if you go even 
deeper into the tech behind it, a lot of them are using like the Web2 infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like, inf- is, I don't know if Infura is Web2, but it's like they're using a single point of failure like infrastructure that if like Infura goes away, a lot of blockchains are going to fail. And I'm not even knowing if I'm saying this correctly, but I f- is that accurate in the readings that I've done that a lot of people are building a lot of things and they need Web2 to function? So if like Web2 fails, Web3 is fucked kind of thing. I don't <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is already uh, a pretty technical question. I'm, not, uh, I'm on the same page with you and I cannot say just like correctly if it's like 100% true or not. Uh, my vision on this, of course, there, there, there is some risk. And uh, this risk is just because this new technology is very young mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand. But on the other hand, I see so many uh, individuals and projects contributing to it. And I see it from the conferences uh, I've been this year, uh, mainly about Ethereum and uh, followed some online events. And I can see that there are people who contribute to different aspects and which make me believe that this we are moving in the right direction. Whether it's Ethereum, Bitcoin, or any other blockchain, I, I do not know. Like what, What's going to be uh, the platform, this Web3 internet, or there are going to be multiple blockchains operating with each other with with help of different bridges and uh, it's it's an open question what mm-hmm. like what i believe in that it's it's happening and uh, we can see it not only with the names that no no one knows like ethereum is probably and bitcoin the two names that people know but uh, there is this uh, zk sync project that is just like making this zero knowledge roll-ups whatever it means but it's it's very it's very new and it's growing and Mm -hmm. many many others which are now recognized by google by these huge names and they're building partnerships with them and uh, recently google announced two two features for web3 they they are going to take accept uh, web3 payments i love it and it's happening i think like yeah, you and I this, both agree, this is happening no matter what. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, whether whether it's going to be through Google, whether it's going to be through any other platform, whether it's Web two, like we, I again, we are very honest with 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 ourselves, and uh, we do we do not call ourselves right now like a Web three platform because it's Web two point five. That's mm-hmm. it, because we are still using a lot of Web two technologies. Not, I'm not saying like winding through, but a lot of projects do, like Twitter is Web2, and yeah. all the communication is happening there. Guys are building Lens Protocol, which is like growing, and uh, it's a decentralized Twitter. But again, like how much time do we need to to onboard uh, lots of people? Because you have, still have to possess your digital wallet, some crypto assets to buy the domain name, and so on and so forth. So it's a bit complicated, but uh, it's just a matter of time, just the same as an email for for our parents and grandparents mm-hmm. fifteen what? years ago they were not about like sending an email now they do true that's, that's happening what platform is winding tree built on we or we initially launched on ethereum and uh now like to scale it. Uh, we moved to layer two, and now we, our platform, which is, uh, I will explain a bit later, it operates on two layer two uh, blockchains, Gnosis and Polygon. Okay, yeah, Matic, love Matic. Yeah. Um, with the travel problems that you're trying to solve within your platform, the the notion of you know the coins and the nfts and like how that all combines can you kind mm-hmm. of start explaining what how that will be used if i want to say one you know make plans and book a room and then when i show up to check in like how that will be applied sure uh, that can be explained very easily on on an example and the the case that we had in amsterdam so there are different uh events uh happening in web3 world in real life, we call them when people meet together. 
and one of them my first conference was in april 2022 uh devconnect uh one of quite big like i wouldn't say the biggest but like it was a big event in amsterdam and uh we launched a platform very easy platform where attendees of this conference uh could mint a, an nft which means they could send their digital asset to get some kind of token which represented a actual hotel booking so what we did we partnered with one of the hotels in amsterdam they gave us a very good price like to because they wanted to innovate uh with us and to to do something new especially after covid we can see that the industry is i wouldn't say ready 100% but they have this interest much more than before covid and uh we created the website where people could using our smart contract so the attendees could book the a room online without providing any data so like you go to our website win.so select a room click connect your digital wallet pay and that's it you get a token to your wallet you show up in the hotel you show the token the people like the recep- the receptionist opened their metamask the wallet scan it and that's it you're checked in and only in the hotel you provide your personal data because it's required from from the government every every person who has who arrives uh in a hotel so they have to, to 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 collect this data to provide the authorities to see like if you damage anything like whom to request from so actually the platform you're booking at shouldn't be collecting your personal data and we proved it that it it works and what also interesting that the smart contract works like this when you check in it shows that it, this is a check in then when you check out the smart co- contract works and only at this time the the asset is sent to to another wallet so like the 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 initial initially you book then you check in check out and only then transaction is made so we did it and uh it worked everyone was very excited and uh we saw a huge support from from the ethereum community because uh due some due to some technical issues we launched the platform only on the first day of the conference which was we took uh like six or five days i don't remember correctly so but still we managed to sell sell a lot of rooms and due to the fact that we had a very good discount from the hotel we managed to save 20000 euros to the ethereum community to the people who were booking with us because they saw the price on the on our website and the price on the booking or google when you can compare and it was like almost 50% less so we had good good deal and moreover we tested the technology and it was super exciting for us yeah because as you were saying earlier you're cutting out a lot of the middlemen so a lot of the fees get reduced that yeah, because yeah. it's just it's direct from customers this is a dream to the this business. is a dream to this is a dream to come to and uh well it it may take time because the systems that are, are designed and they that were designed and are currently used and the legal agreements between the accommodation providers and the platforms are very strict so there are like price parity and other other very complicated uh documents that um, that guide these partnerships and therefore uh we cannot even say right now that like we're building the platform that is going to you reduce the price but of course we understand that it will it will it will happen just because on the if we, if we imagine this beautiful world where the platform is working the accommodation provider brings the the inventory the traveler comes they connected peer to peer so there is no need to pay us like 20% or 50% or any other crazy amount of percent that now uh, existing platforms take from 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 the accommodation provider or like from the traveler because they have to raise their their price maybe so when it when it all happens there is only 1% that goes into the treasury and what is very interesting that both the traveler and the accommodation provider can be 
the members of this community so they are not losing the money they're mm -hmm. just like using this money to grow the platform to help this brand to help this country and so on and so forth so in this in this dream that we we can see right now and uh, it's not just like a dream dream but we have some really happening processes and we see that it's going there that that can that can happen that the price may be reduced but we do not want to say because we see so many challenges in front of us in order to do to do mm -hmm. it. speaking to the hotel provider the big brands small brands we had two amazing workshops one in amsterdam the second one in barcelona when we met with the accommodation providers and we we're explaining to them everything what i'm we are talking about right now and they were super excited but on that one hand they have a lot of business to do they are they, they want to make their guests happy mm -hmm. and uh, they don't have that much time to learn about web3 like how it's going to happen mm -hmm. but on the other hand they say guys we need this thing because we're a bit tired a bit tired from the amount of money that we have to pay to to this intermediaries and like what happens .com, yeah exactly exactly and uh like your listeners may check online how much booking is uh investing into google ads they actually the biggest buyer from google like from google they buy like for millions or billions of uh, dollars per month uh all, all all the keywords uh just because they have money and they want mm -hmm. to be ranked on the top so like if you somehow kicked from the booking.com platform it means that you are not going to appear at the top in whatever city you are if you're a hotel in amsterdam people will be googling hotel in amsterdam you are not there if mm -hmm. you didn't have a strong brand represented in social media this is a different question so brands need to be there in order to build this communication so this is the exactly the time when brands can build their communities and communities of brands in order to protect themselves from these intermediaries and work together. Yeah, I'd like to just real quick, like just so I can visually map how this would all work with um, just the example you gave with the hotel in Amsterdam. So I want to book a hotel in Amsterdam. Yep. I know your service. So I go on your website and I see a room for 200 euros per night, for example. Yep. I click on that room. And instead of that screen coming up where it says first name, last name, you know, passport number, you know, put in all your credit card information here. That doesn't even come up, no. right? No, it will be nothing, nothing. There was there was nothing because it was pure peer to peer connection. Correct, but then so what does come up though when you click that two hundred euro room is uh, what a MetaMask wallet that you have to then yeah. deposit crypto into. Yeah. So then you deposit the 200 euros in, say, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever tokens you're using. It was XDAI on Gnosis Chain. XDAI. And yeah, then yeah. you receive a NFT, which is like a little digital icon or a little digital JPEG. It was a QR, QR code. Yeah, QR exactly. code. Okay. And so I, now I get on a flight. I show or I, don't, I just get on the flight. I land. I walk into the customer service. They scan it. Okay. This is really your room. You've yeah. paid for it. But now I'm assuming that's when they have to take what your credit card information. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the that's passport it. information. Yeah. Just because it's a legal requirement from, from local government. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So what, what, what you've accomplished within that is that you've completely cut out kayak.com Expedia. They don't get access to any of your data, any of your information, your credit yeah. card information. Yeah. And that's awesome. <laughs> and there was no email, nothing like this. No. Email. On the one hand, like again, it sounds like as you say, it sounds awesome. But again, being transparent, there there are a lot of like challenges uh, mm. for this technology. Whether like, for example, you can send this QR code to someone, and he comes, mm. and then you come, and then there is like a problem. Then the blockchain, it's open. Like people can track like someone is traveling here and there so like there are of course there are like we fully aware of these issues that can cause like some troubles in the future but again we knew how it how it's going to work we were in touch with the with the reception at the hotel because it was a pilot and yep. uh, it just showed us that this thing can work and it happened and actually it was the first ever uh, booking made through metamask 
And it was like, wow, it's exciting. You know, Agnosis chain it was. For them, it was the first transaction uh, of their crypto assets, like XDAI. This is stable coin, which is not like 100, like it's digital currency, but it's it's uh, baked with, uh, with the American dollar or Euro, whatever country. Now, like almost any country can have a cryptocurrency, like this stable coin, not cryptocurrency, but stable mm-hmm. coin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it worked. We saw how people were excited. And if we like proceed with this visionary thing, what may happen that when you book, make this reservation you get this nft token and it happens that you cannot show up in your hotel in amsterdam because something has changed in your plans whatever it happened but what you can do then you can trade this token to someone you can resell it because you just can do it and can you get your money if, back is that an option can, if if there is a agreement with like when you're booking like on booking.com you have a kayak like cancellation policy Mm -hmm. if if you follow like if this cancellation policy if you follow it so of course you can cancel or if it's Mm non-refundable uh room so you can just like put it on the marketplace and just like show it uh, uh, sell it and uh that's it Mm -hmm. because it's 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 on blockchain so it's you cannot you cannot put there or erase from there anything. So it's trusted and it works like that. Though, as I said, there are, there are again, still a lot of issues that we, we need to think over. Therefore, I'm not so like, I'm super optimistic, but on the other hand, I'm very realistic about the, uh, where we are right now with this technology. So like, not like people do not think, oh, it's happening like tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. No, no, no. There are a lot of work uh, should be done, but not only by by us, but like the accommodation providers by 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 local authorities. Because local authorities, they should be very interested in this technology. You know why? It's transparent. You can see everything. First of all, this control thing. But let's keep it to them. <laughs> More of economical for for local for local communities. Imagine a village somewhere like in a remote country which lives from like there is beautiful country of Georgia and uh, like there are a lot of villages and uh, Max, our founder, founder was there uh, skiing and uh, he spoke to the locals and they said that around 80% of the GDP is created by, by travel. But then about 20, 15, 25, depending who is the intermediary, of the 80% GDP is sent to this intermediary. So the money is sucked to mm-hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. So for why for local authorities, local brands, just because they keep the money in their ecosystem, they can build the roads, they can do like improve their, their facilities and so on and so forth. So like, the, or they can in, uh, use this money to promote themselves on, on this platform on that platform, because not, not only infrastructure for businesses, is growing in Web3, but also these different ways of communication. So like if you want to, within your digital wallet, you want to have a chat with the accommodation provider or any other business. So you will be the person who lets them connect connect with you directly with help of other protocols and so on and so forth. So you, you are possessing the data and you enable this or that communication. If you don't want, you just click and that's it. And then I, did I read correctly that this has already been adopted within like 50 hotels around the world? No. 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 Uh, we, we are super excited about this Amsterdam experience. Then we had Barcelona and Paris, which were not that exciting because there were so many reasons for that. Just attendees were like saying that the hotels were quite expensive because it was July. And in July, these two cities... Mm, were very busy and uh, uh, like executives whom we were uh, getting in touch, they were not so friendly like in terms of, okay, let's build. No, they were busy because it was high season. So Vincent, uh, the head of our partnership department, he, he did his best in order to communicate with different hotels and only not that cheap ones <laughs> 
agreed to 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 be on the platform so like we didn't uh manage to sell a lot but again it was another piece of experience that just like came into our big puzzle and uh then we moved uh into different models so like we wanted to on chain like again this is not the right word because uh we partnered in order to get the inventory uh in different 50 different cities actually right now on the platform we have 300,000 hotels in more than 100 100 countries but again uh we work through the intermediary we had to follow this path and we call it we need to connect to disconnect because if we move with the model of peer-to-peer connection right now it may take us too long because there is this question of chicken and the egg so what first like we come to the hoteliers and they say okay we want to connect but like what is your audience who is going to book with it we say oh according to the data from coinbase or from any other like uh web3 big project there will be a billion of users crypto users within next decades and they say okay cool but what about traveling like are they going to use it so this is the question or if we come to travelers and say guys let's go and book with us and they say okay what do you have and we say oh there are two hotels like here there they are booked they are open only for this period of time because hotel hoteliers are um, not willing to provide you the um, data the inventory just because you're a cool a cool guy if you don't have the traffic let us call it like this they're not that very much accepted the same uh the same with the pms systems the same as uh, with the uh other intermediaries they they need to see the traffic so yeah we follow this way in order in order to learn to see how the systems work how we can uh create and moreover to see if uh, if the if the community of ethereum or any other cryptocurrency is ready to to use these assets in order to to create the bookings because the issue is we are building the platform on smart contracts which means the transaction is made only with help of digital assets you cannot make smart contract work with your credit card payment that's it that's it this is the difference so we have to use the cryptocurrency in order to create the transaction if it's not there so like we're too early yeah no and there's a lot coming a lot and it's coming quick you know before we wrap up is there anything that we haven't touched upon that you wanted to tell the audience or let the audience know about well um first of all i i would really encourage everyone to 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 do your own research yeah, we have this acronym D Y O R uh, on Web three on blockchain. And just like read some articles, read some some like not the headlines of the news because uh, we saw how stigmatized blockchain and Web three is because of a lot of scam projects. There are a lot of them, and uh, it happens just because it's very quick. A way of making quick dollars uh, with unfair movements, I would say, uh, just because this technology accelerates all the processes, it happens much faster than it was happening back in 2008 when it was a dot-com bubble where people were raising crazy, crazy amounts of money and uh, just like performing nothing. So do your research, read about digital wallets do not rush into investing in if you do not know anything about this world because so many things are happening and uh, there is this word of fomo so fear of missed opportunity no opportunities are missed this is very early system and this is early world just be like if you want to get there just like read 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 and listen to people find some influencers who you trust and believe and try to if they have some financial advice they are not the best ones to follow for sure so like this is a red flag to just like to be cautious about 
but it's happening. It's happening right now. It's happening like Instagram happened. It's happening like email happened before that. It's happening. And uh, just like to, if you feel like you are trusted, go, go uh, and uh, educate yourself around. Moreover, for people who work uh, on internet, remote, uh, it's an, a good chance to find a new job. And uh, not only technical people, I'm uh, an example of non-tech person at all, but I it clicked me with NFTs only. I didn't I didn't understand cryptocurrencies. I just like was it was a blank slate in my mind. Then with NFTs, it clicked like oh okay, so like I buy a ticket with this currency. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, now I understand. Therefore, I jumped into this project. So. There are things to to work on design, like UX, UI is a terrible thing in Web3, so it's it's a challenge to go. So if you're a designer, go for it. If you're a marketing person or like a community person, go because community management is a big thing there. Podcasts, video, anything. So really, it's a very beautiful place, especially I, since I work in, in this Ethereum community and deal with them. I see how how open and uh, engaging they are, and the, most of the conferences, all of the conferences I've been to, were about product and building. There were no talks about bear market, bull market, pricing go up, pricing go down, and that what have makes me happy because these are the people who create and build things. So, therefore, I, I want to trust and to to believe in this technology. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Vladimir, if we could just take one more second and if you could sure. talk to the audience and give them an idea of what you see the future looking like with Web3. Can you describe that to them before we sign off? Generally or about travel and maybe too narrow in this? Just go general. General. Okay. Well, um, it's it's complicated, first of all, because it's moving too fast. And uh, it deal, we deal t- with the self-awareness of people. Are you, are you ready personally to possess the keys of the data? If, if so, then you are ready to enter the space and to, to do something with this. This is the first thing, just like to, <laughs> uh, not, to be, uh, not to wear these pinky glasses. But this is today. What happens next? I don't know. But I fully believe that uh, this community thing is going to be something big because with help of now we are like where how how many kilometers are between us right now? Ten thousand? I don't know. <laughs> Same. So like imagine that there are, the, now we are building the tools that can unite these people throughout throughout the world. Not only just like to have a conversation like that, but also to have a community solving some problems or like building something together. And we can always know that this is exactly this person, not personality, but this is this identity, that identity, and so on and so forth. And these digital assets belong to you, belong to that. So what I mean that the notion of maybe it may sound too futuristic, but the countries, the borders, they are b- blurred. People are getting into these communities just because of interest, despite the, what interest it is, whether it's money or product or like game. And it happens right now. Where it can go, I'm, I won't say because maybe Vitalik Buterin has a better vision on that and he can, can speak with that. Uh, for me, it's very complicated uh, to to think and to predict. But what I what I want to believe in that uh, these tools that we're being right now they will empower the communities, especially those who I need, where which do not have access to financial instruments, which is dealing like DeFi, decentralized finances are helping right now. As of course, the travel since I work there. It has a lot of intermediaries. Maybe the voting system will be improved as as it happens in Estonia, where like people can vote. In Ukraine, they have digital. Uh, it's called Dia, 
the digital uh, identity on your phone so that you didn't have to carry on your documents. So you see, like, around the globe, a lot of things are happening, partially with blockchain, like with, with Web3, Web, with Web 2.5 solutions. It's happening right now. Hopefully, it will improve us as a humanity and the community. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, what I believe, want to believe in. Well, fingers crossed, Vladimir. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Likewise, wishing your community all the best and for, for you. And if you come to Prague, I want to have a beer with you in local. <laughs> I'd love it. Awesome, Vladimir. Thank you so much for your time and information. Folks, if you're interested in learning more about this, definitely check out Winding Tree. I mean, imagine a world without Kayak.com or Expedia or Bookings.com. I, for one, would be happy because I find them to be very annoying, especially when you're trying to book a flight through Kayak and you want to make a change. And neither one of them want to take responsibility for that booking. It's just so frustrating. So hopefully this technology can make some positive changes for the industry and different services out there. And please go check out the Drift Supply on Instagram. These kimonos are so beautiful, so unique, and just so worth checking out. If you're somebody who likes fashion or you have somebody in your family who likes fashion, this would be a great gift for Christmas. Thank you again for listening, everyone. I appreciate you so much. I think you all are so very beautiful. If you're a first-time listener, please hit that subscribe button. If you like this episode and you like this kind of content, sharing it with somebody is the best way for me to grow Misfits and Rejects. So please just take a second, think of that person, and just fire them the link that they can listen to this as well. And just from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for being here, all of you. All of you coming back week after week, listening to Misfits and Rejects. Those of you who have been with me for a long time, I really appreciate the support. You're awesome. And I hope that I can continue to deliver the kinds of episodes that you like to listen to. If you have any thoughts, feelings, or suggestions, I'm always here to listen. Please feel free to reach out to me. Chapin at MisfitsAndRejects.com is my email. You can shoot me an email if you ever feel like jumping on a Zoom call, a Skype call, or even a phone call. Be happy to do that to hear your thoughts, feelings, opinions, or even just share a nice conversation with somebody who appreciates what I do. So thank you, and I will see you in next week's episode. Take care. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that... Maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.